Welcome to Against the Grain Podcast with Dr. Chad Edwards, where he challenges the status quo when it comes to medicine. We get into hot topics in the medical field with real stories from real patients to help you on your way to a healthy lifestyle. Get ready, because we're about to go, go, against the grain. This is Dr. Chad Edwards, and you are listening to podcast number 85 of Against the Grain. Hey guys, this is Diana Edwards. Thanks for coming back to Against the Grain podcast. Uh, we've taken a, a small break. We wrapped up summer, got the kids back off to school, and lately we've been trapping a lot of raccoons to keep our chickens safe. I think we've got that pretty much wrapped up so we can get back to making our podcasts. Um, and actually, this week, one of the things that we're going to be talking about um, hits kind of close to home. I was scrolling through my Facebook feed and noticed one of my friends had actually posted um, soliciting help from anyone. She had been going and getting uh, uh, steroid cortisone shots in her knee uh, so that she could stay active, but she was not getting any better. It would last for a little bit, and then, of course, she would have to make another appointment and go back in and and get more injections. Of course, she wanted a more long-term solution. So I guess my question um, fits right along with what we're going to be talking about. Dr. Edwards, why do the cortisone shots not fix it? Well, that is a great question, and I think it's going to make a great topic for our podcast today. And the first thing I would like to say, I will tell you that, you know, this was, you know, obviously I'm board certified in family medicine. It's, um, I had very traditional training and I'm I've deviated from from a lot of my initial training in my current practice, uh, but what I have discovered over the years is that when it comes to stuff like this, uh, these steroid injections, many of my traditional medicine colleagues are hypocrites when it comes to this particular topic. No way! You got to be kidding me! Hypocrites. How could I? How could I? <laughs> how could I say something like that? Exactly. It's, but the re- it is it is a very very true statement. And I'm not saying they're bad people. I'm not saying they're they're dumb. But it's very hypocritical. And I'll we'll get into we'll get into that topic and why I would make something so um, so bold or inflammatory. Why I would make a statement. Inflammatory. Is there a pun there this week? Wow. That <laughs> that that may work out well for us here. Um, so. The uh, you know steroid injections for the knee, uh, they do help with some things. They reduce inflammation. They are shown to do that. Um, so they reduce inflammation and they can reduce symptoms in the short term. And I will tell you, I've had a steroid injection. It was actually in my shoulder. Um, I was in college and you know we did a lot of overhead lifting and things like that. And I had shoulder pain. Went to my traditional doctor, got an injection, and my symptoms got better. <clears throat> And ultimately went away and I didn't do anything else. A lot of times what I see in, you know, in, in our clinic at Revolution is the, uh, the people that go get steroid injections, specifically in the knee, uh, and then they come back to us saying, I, I had, you know, two rounds of this. I even had some Synvisc injections, especially in older patients with osteoarthritis. Um, and they've, so they've been doing several things and nothing's get, getting better. So I wanted to start off with how steroids work, what they do, and then talk about some risks that are posed with steroid injections. And then, uh, then we'll get into why I think prolotherapy or PRP, which is platelet-rich plasma therapy, or even stem cell therapy uh, are better. And we'll talk a little bit about each one of those and why I would say skip and forego the steroids because I think that's detrimental to you. 
and go with something that's more proactive. So that's that's kind of my my little segue or intro part. So basically, you're going to teach us how to not mask the problem, but to actually fix the problem. You got it. I love it. Absolutely. So steroids, they're corticosteroids. Uh, they are a group of chemicals. Uh, your body actually makes some of these. Uh, cortisone um, is, is one of them. And we'll actually inject those into the knee with the intent being to reduce the inflammation, which we think is what's causing a lot of pain. And we, you know, I was sports medicine at Oklahoma Baptist University and was a, an athletic trainer there. And we had, uh, you know, we had t-shirts that said just ice it. And the whole concept was reduce inflammation, reduce inflammation, reduce inflammation. And what we find is that a lot of times the inflammation isn't really the real problem, although sometimes you know, there's definitely a role with it. So steroids, uh, they have several actions, and some of them we don't completely understand, but the first one is that they will suppress or completely prevent a full inflammatory reaction, and it doesn't matter if it's due to infections uh, or an infectious process, if it's due to a physical uh kind of mechanical uh, stress problem, or if it's an immunologic reaction, uh, it will reduce the inflammation across the board. It also reduces early inflammatory events like edema, cellular exudation, so we got fluids uh, being secreted out, uh, fibrin deposition, uh, capillary dilatation, leukocyte migration, and phagocytic activity. So we're talking about components of the immune system that... Uh, result in inflammation, which ultimately is part of the healing mechanism, at least it should be. Steroids also inhibit later events like uh, capillary and fibroblast proliferation. And prolotherapy stands for proliferative therapy. And one of the things that uh, that's talking about is the collagen within ligaments and tendons and, and uh, some of the other tissues. And uh, when you proliferate fibroblasts, fibroblasts are the cells that produce collagen. It's actually part of that healing mechanism. Um, it also um, suppresses the deposition of collagen and scarring. So that, to me, is a key point right there. It suppresses the deposition of collagen. And we want collagen at the point. If we've got an injury, we're going to want the collagen there to come and repair. Absolutely. That's absolutely. And inhibiting that is preventing your body from healing, period. So... And then the last component that, that steroids, we don't understand some of the full mechanisms uh, by which steroids work. Um, so there are some potential benefits. Uh, you know, I, I said my story where I had an injection in my shoulder, and but I will tell you that I do not recommend them and I won't do steroid injections for musculoskeletal applications because of what I learned on active duty, what I've learned over the last eight, nine years uh, doing prolotherapy, steroids are necrotic to the tissues. They destroy the tissues. And I have an example uh, that was uh, a study that proves what I'm talking about. And we'll talk about that in just a minute. Uh, but you got to understand that these injections have risks. Steroid injections have risks. And the first piece of this is that tissues don't heal, just like what I was saying. In fact, one med medical paper stated all glucocorticosteroids, uh, normally I say glucocorticoids, uh, inhibit growth, regeneration, and repair of cellular and intracellular components of dermal connective tissues when, uh, when penetrated through the skin barrier. So in other words, you do an injection, it suppresses the regeneration and repairability. The re resulting atrophy is a logical manifestation of the actions of the compounds. So what does that mean? It means that these medications, the steroids, they destroy tissues, period. 
the and the study will be referenced in the show notes. So you can go back and in the show notes look at uh, our references, and you can go straight to the source. It's not just me saying this. So would you say <clears throat> that if someone went in on a regular basis to get um, these glucocorticosteroid injections, that they are actually um, doing definitely more damage, but over the long term, um, they're going to have some serious consequences in the joint. They're not only just masking the pain and the issues, but they are destroying the tissue that has been left behind from the injury, making it much worse. Absolutely. And we're going to get into that with a study that I'll reference uh, in, a, in a few minutes. Uh, so, and that's, so that's a great question. Great point. Uh, so at the, the bottom line is tissues simply can't heal completely when steroids are present. They, they can't heal. So what are some of the other risks? Uh, well, before we started recording, you brought up a great point uh, about one of the risks of steroids. And what, what is that? Uh, immune suppression. Um, I witnessed this. My son growing up had to be on regular um, steroids inhaling. So to help with the control of some early asthma issues. And one of the things that we were worried about was his immune system is going to be compromised. So, of course, you know, going to daycares and stuff like that um, was something that we had to be aware of, that he was going to be more susceptible to getting sick. So I'm assuming that all steroids are that way, whether they are injected into a joint or breathed into the to the lungs. That's exactly right. If you go back to how steroids work, remember they suppress or completely prevent the full inflammatory reaction, even if it's because of an inflammation or a, an infection or an immunologic reason. <clears throat> so when you're exposed to something, you're doing these inhaled steroids, it does suppress your immune system, which, you know, with in the case of asthma, that's a good thing because asthma is a, uh, you know, it's a, it's another mechanism, which, you know, will be the topic of another podcast. But, um, so your, your immune system's kind of overreactive. And so you're using steroids to prevent that. The problem is, is that the consequence is that you're slightly more prone to other infections. Uh, and so, you know, immune suppression is one. And if you certainly, as you alluded to, if you inject steroids, it does suppress your immune system. In fact, you can't get certain immunizations. Uh, you can't, there are certain things that you cannot do if you've had a steroid injection recently uh, because your immune system will not mount a response against it. Wow. So uh, risk of infection goes up. You know, the immune suppression, uh, tissue damage. One of the things that you mentioned uh, earlier when you get those steroid injections over time, it destroys tissue. Um, in fact, I remember when I was in college, uh, there was one of our cheerleaders got a steroid injection uh, and she got it in her hip, you know, like for seasonal allergies. Mm -hmm. And she had a crater, you know, we called her crater, but oh my goodness, she had a crater. And so this beautiful, attractive girl got an injection in her, in her hip, in her, in her bottom and got a big crater because it damaged the, the tissue. Exactly. Oh, yep. Exactly. So, uh, steroids, you know, systemically anyway, can, uh, can increase appetite, weight gain, you get somebody that's on chronic steroids and, or at least had to start them because of any number of conditions. And, uh, there is frequent weight gain. It's a common uh, issue. You can get sudden mood swings, muscle weakness, blurred vision, uh, increased growth of body hair. Uh, I don't know of anybody that likes that. Yeah. Uh, easy bruising. Uh, you get a swollen puffy face. I saw the swollen puffy face. Yep, exactly. Uh, acne, osteoporosis. So if you have patients that are like uh, uh, rheumatoid arthritis, any chronic conditions, and they are on steroids, it's one of the things that we do is follow their uh, their bone health because it it destroys your bone 
over time. And so you have to be very, very careful in long-term steroid use. Uh, steroids also inhibit your body's ability to regulate your blood sugar. Uh, so you have uh, some uh, insulin resistance problems. So diabetes uh, is worse. Uh, blood sugars go up. That's very common. Uh, you can have high blood pressure associated with them. Um, certainly they can irritate your stomach. And I don't remember if we've done a podcast on anti-inflammatory medications, but we probably need to put that on the list we should. Uh, because that's a, uh, that's one that it just screws up your stomach. Um, and they can be beneficial, but again, I, I don't use anti-inflammatory medication like, like NSAIDs or non-steroidals like Motrin, ibuprofen, things like that, unless it's for like headaches, tooth pain. I do not use them for musculoskeletal problems. Uh, because of these issues, and it's been shown in the data over and over and over again. Uh, so, but they can they can tear up your stomach, and it's one of the things that we see with long term, um, both with corticosteroids and with uh, anti inflammatory medications like Motrin. The, you, know, you get stomach ulcers and things like that, mm -hmm. and, and we'll go over that in the anti inflammatory podcast. So you can get some nervousness, restlessness, uh, difficulty sleeping. Very common. Steroids are activating, and you know, if you go, go back and listen to our adrenal dysfunction um, or adrenal fatigue podcast, and I talk a lot about the, court, the um, uh, circadian rhythm associated with steroids uh, that your body produces and the effect on sleep. If your cortisol levels are high at night, can't sleep or have difficulty sleeping. Uh, cataracts and glaucoma, we see that a lot, especially with topical steroids, but you can get them with system, uh, systemic steroids as well. Uh, water retention, swelling, you know, you got the person that that's on steroids and they, they're like, I've gained 20 pounds. And you know, some of that's fluid, uh, tendon rupture. So that's a really interesting one. If you get a steroid injection in your Achilles tendon, uh, then your risk of having a tendon Achilles tendon rupture goes up dramatically. In fact, most people will not do a steroid injection in the Achilles or in the patellar tendon. Uh, but of course, with prolotherapy, PRP, and even stem cell, we can direct, we can inject them directly into the, the tendon because it doesn't work that way. Uh, and then you can have the sub subcutaneous atrophy, which also goes along with what we talked about with that that girl that, that girl. got an injection. Yeah. Um, so um, these uh, this these are the the issues that you can have with steroids, and the, that's the basis. You know, that whole kind of discussion up to this point. It's the whole basis or foundation for using steroid injections for knee pain. And the idea is to reduce that swelling uh, and improve their pain. Uh, so there's it's got to be good evidence for these injections, right? What do you think? Absolutely not. No. Yep, exactly. So there was a study that came out, uh, again, in the show, referenced in the show notes. Uh, I believe it was, uh, let me see if I can find it here. Um, uh, well, it was uh, Journal of, or, or, I'm sorry, um, Journal of the American Medical Association, so JAMA. This is major peer-reviewed uh, data, and it was called the effect of intraarticular triamcinolone, which is a corticosteroid, versus saline injection on knee cartilage volume and pain in patients with knee osteoarthritis. Uh, so again, reference in the show notes, uh, and you can go straight to uh, straight to the uh, the study and see. Again, I'm not making this stuff up. This is um, this is out there. So the uh, this study was was really interesting. Um, the basically they had two groups and one group was the was the placebo group that got saline injections and the other group um, was the one that received the kenalog or triamcinolone injections uh, those guys got 40 milligram injections which is fairly standard uh, every three months and over the course of the study they discovered uh, that they 
there was it was actually very very interesting. Um, so, what do you think they what do you think they found? Um, the sailing group, I'm gonna say, either got better or at least stayed the same, didn't get worse. And I'm gonna say the steroid got worse. Yep, that's exactly right. So this is a quote directly from the authors uh, in this study. Uh, so it, it said, among patients with symptomatic knee osteoarthritis, so we're talking about a very specific group of patients, uh, two years of intraarticular triamcinolone compared with intraarticular saline resulted in significantly greater cartilage volume loss and no significant difference in knee pain. So the pain didn't really improve with steroid injections versus with saline injections. But they lost cartilage. And they lost cartilage. So the cartilage is the cushiony stuff. And yes. again, straight from, you know, this isn't like weirdo medical journal, you know, 2017. This is Journal of the American Medical Association, major peer-reviewed journal. And this, um, this study to me is just fascinating. And so they, they went on to say that these findings do not support steroid shots for patients with symptomatic knee osteoarthritis. And again, when you, when you look at the foundation of how these things work, they're anti-inflammatory, they reduce or they destroy tissues, they're necrotic to the tissues, and we go to our doctor and our doctor says, oh, well, let's do a steroid injection in that. Why? If they say that, don't walk, run, run away. Don't ever do that. It's not shown to be beneficial. And I would argue that there is tremendous harm associated with those injections. I, so absolutely. So why why are we still doing these shots? Um, well, first of all, we all feel like if something's not at a hundred percent function, that we've got to intervene. There has to be some kind of intervention. Um, and a lot of the time, I feel like our medical community feel like they need to intervene on behalf of the patient so that they feel like they're doing something for them, and the patient's going to be satisfied that the doctor is doing something for them. Um, one of the other major factors, of course, for that patient is that insurance is going to pay for this. Right. So <laughs> they're definitely going to go that route instead of picking up the tab themselves. Right. Or at least at least common. Yeah. It's frequent. And most people don't know any better. Um, Which is why we're doing this podcast. Exactly. Tell your friends. Let them know. <laughs> Make them stop. And, you know, I, I would say that, you know, so we got to do something. Insurance pays for it. And finally, it's because we think it works. The reality is, is it doesn't work, and it's been shown in studies. And when you look at the biochemistry of how steroids work, when you look at the biochemistry of uh, you know, knees, when you look at the physiology of wear and tear and things like that, I would never, ever, 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 ever get a steroid shot in my knee. It's, it doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, I, I think it's ridiculous. And so this, you know, now at the end of all of this, I can say, this is why I think it's very hypocritical because when I started doing prolotherapy on my office manager when I was at a large clinic in Tulsa, Warren Clinic actually, um, and we were doing prolotherapy on her and one of my colleagues said, well, what's the evidence that it works? And I heard that time and not, not just from, from this other physician, but I've heard it time and again from so many people. What's well? What's the evidence for it? You know, if you look at the Cochrane review, Cochrane review shows that uh, it's it's marginally better than placebo, and it just there's just not good evidence for it. But there's a ton of evidence against steroid shots. That's exactly right, and that is why I would say this is ridiculous. It's a moot point. It's, uh, and I'm happy to have the conversation because we know that 
that prolotherapy works. We know, in fact, there's a lot of evidence coming out about PRP or platelet-rich plasma therapy. There's good evidence coming out for stem cell injections, uh, specifically you know, for the knee, hip, shoulder, those kinds of things. There is a lot of good data on these things, and yet so many people will shy away from them. Um, and I mean, prolotherapy has been around for 100 years. It's very safe. I'm not aware of a single infection. Um, there may be one somewhere, but I have never heard of it. Uh, I'm affiliated with the Hackett Hemwall Foundation, and they track all of the data worldwide on prolotherapy, and we just don't see risks and complications like this. Yet when we do steroid injections, when I was taught to do steroid injections, that was a sterile procedure. You're talking sterile gloves. What you got to be very careful about how you wash, you know, this kind of stuff. And why? It's because those medications are immune suppressive. You, you're injecting into that area. You're suppressing the immune system, and so you can't fight an infection if there's to be one there. So, I mean, you're you're putting your body in a position where it's going into a a battle with one arm tied behind its back. And I mean, it's to me, it's it's absolutely ridiculous. I was trained to do these in, uh, steroid injections, uh, and we do see people that feel better, but the studies show that they don't work and they destroy the cartilage in your knee. I would never, never, never get uh, another steroid injection for musculoskeletal stuff. You guys can't see me right now. I am just shaking my head. I am just baffled that so many people go in on a regular basis to get steroid shots. Right now we're talking about the knee, but this is any joint. They'll go in and get these steroid shots, and in the long run, they're doing way more damage to the tissue than the initial um, injury. Absolutely. And, you know, one of the common things that we'll hear about not doing something like prolotherapy or PRP uh, or stem cell is, well, insurance doesn't cover it. Okay, well, insurance doesn't cover my food. Insurance doesn't cover my going for a run. It doesn't cover my gym fees. It doesn't cover any of those things that we need to be doing to keep ourselves healthy. I had a patient that came into my clinic that uh, had an above-the-knee amputation because she had a total knee replacement that got infected. Now, we're not talking about knee replacements here, but this, these are things that we think, oh, this is just routine. You know, we do these all the time. But the reality is bad stuff does happen. And I argue, and, you know, absolutely knee replacement has its place. But if that's the first thing that you're doing, I mean, you, that's, that's wrong. It's, you should never go to your doctor and, and the first thing they say is, oh, well, let's do a knee replacement. Let's try everything we can to avoid a knee replacement because you can't undo it and the risk of infection is much higher. And, or I'd say if you get an infection, maybe this is a better way of saying it. Uh, if you get an infection, then it can be catastrophic. In fact, the Dr. Venuto is the guy that I trained with uh, for stem cell. Uh, he's out of Orange County, California, orthopedic surgeon, super guy. And he said the difference between stem cell and uh, surgery is that if stem cell doesn't work, there's, it, you're, it just didn't work. There's no real risk. But if surgery doesn't work, it's catastrophic. And I think that's a great way um, to, to say that and to look at that. Uh, maximize your low-risk procedures. Uh, you know, the prolotherapy, very simple. We do it in the clinic, very cost-effective. Uh, depending on the amount of damage inside the knee joint, how many steroid injections you've had <laughs> up to that point that destroyed the cartilage, uh, you know, it, 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 uh, we may need to go up 
uh, in in intensity and prolo. I mean, I'm sorry, platelet-rich plasma therapy is definitely more potent than prolotherapy. There's an added cost associated with it uh, because the the kits that we use and the time uh, that it takes to process the the platelet-rich plasma. And uh, for the record, we we draw your blood, we spin it down in this little contraption that the uh, the harvesting uh, kits. Uh, provide us and uh, then it, we separate everything out and, and inject that platelet-rich plasma and there's good evidence for it uh, and we inject that into the knee uh, in an attempt to stimulate the healing mechanisms but the coup de gras the ultimate for inside the knee and you know the more I get into stem cell injections for musculoskeletal issues specifically knee I am just absolutely blown away at the benefit that some of our patients are getting with stem cell procedures. Uh, you know, we, we, uh, and we are using autologous stem cells, meaning that we get the stem cells from the patient. We use uh, platelet-rich plasma therapy. Uh, so we draw your blood. We do adipose harvesting of stem cell, and there's a reason for that. We'll have another podcast where we talk specifically about stem cell and why, you know, one part versus another versus another. Uh, but in the knee, you definitely need adipose uh, for multiple reasons. And we use bone marrow um, as well. It's a bone marrow aspirate. Most, most of the time, in fact, I thought when I first started doing stem cell, oh, we're doing a you know, stem cell or we're doing a bone marrow aspiration. That's going to like hurt really bad. And I'll tell you, I, I have had zero complaints about the, uh, uh, the bone marrow and it being uncomfortable. Uh, they said the, most of the time the, uh, the needles from... Uh, uh, from the blood draw hurts worse than the stem cell. Uh, when you get the right anesthesia in there, when you treat the patient right and just go nice and easy, it goes very smooth, very easy. Patients tolerated incredibly well. Uh, one of the last ones that I did, the patient said he came back for a six week follow-up and we had done other injections before and he just wasn't getting the benefit that we like to see. So there clearly was some damage in there. And, um, uh, when he came back for a six week follow-up, I mean, he, he was just, you know, doing backflips and he was like, I, I can't believe how much better I'm doing. This is phenomenal. And he was ecstatic. And he said, I was a little nervous about the, uh, the bone marrow part, but he said, if you wanted to do it uh, again, I, I'm ready right now. We could do it right now. It was nothing. It was easy. So uh, I guess the take home first. Don't get steroid shots. Absolutely. And then secondly, maximize your other injectable techniques like prolotherapy, PRP, stem cell, uh, those kinds of things. And we do all three of those in the clinic. We're the only clinic uh, in Tulsa or in Oklahoma uh, that's um, affiliated or recommended by the Hackett Hemwall Foundation. Um, and we're the only ones doing prolotherapy, PRP, and stem cell. So got a, a great approach to musculoskeletal medicine. Don't get steroid shots unless you absolutely have to have them and have no other options. Uh, and then come see us for your other musculoskeletal uh, injections and we can get you fixed up. Absolutely. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, stay tuned. We'll have some other uh, podcasts rolling out uh, real soon. Got lots of good stuff coming at you and uh, excited to get it all out there. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast with Dr. Chad Edwards. Tune in next week where we'll be going against the grain.